Welcome to the podcast of Dr. Norman Thomas. These teachings are designed to empower you to live a higher quality of life. Take a few minutes to receive a deposit of godly wisdom for your day. To keep up with his treasure, even though he didn't depend on it, even though his treasure was a crook. Well, he, his eyes got big, he, you know, he, he just, he, he couldn't handle it. But he, Jesus had a treasurer. How many of you have a treasurer? You need treasurer if you have what? Treasure. A poor person don't have treasure. And a poor person cannot hire a treasurer. Jesus had one. So I'm done with the notion that Jesus was poor and that Jesus was broke. Okay? What did Jesus do? He dethroned himself of his glory, of his majesty, to become a man like you and I. To take on the responsibility and the weight of sin. He was the payment for sin and my sin. And he paid for it with his blood. Aren't you glad, Jesus? So when did he become poor? The same time he became sick and diseased. The same time he became sin, as described in 2 Corinthians 5.21, I believe it is. He became poor when he died on that cross. That's when the swap was made. He took your sin, gave you his righteousness. He took your sickness and disease and gave you his divine health. He took your poverty and gave you abundance. And that's what we're talking about. Come on. Come on. That's what we're talking about. We're not, we're not, we're not trying to build a case for greed and, and develop a culture of greed and, and so forth. No, we're trying to build a case for ownership. Ownership of what God has died, God sent Jesus to die for you to have. Now, I'm going to ask for about three volunteers. Three volunteers. I've got three nice seats up here for you. And uh, let's see. Now, if you don't volunteer, I'm going, I'm going to uh, recruit. All right? So I can recruit or you can volunteer. All right? Okay? I want to, I want, I want to especially use some, 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 some new people. Some new people. How about my brother right here in the blue polo shirt right there? No, the one right in front of you. You can come with him. Tap him because he don't realize he's being called. <laughs> come on, let's give him a hand. You should you just take a seat at the table there? Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, he, okay, come on. Like, I'm not missing out on this. <laughs> now, I, I want to bring this down to a practical level. And Patrick, could you please come to and just manage this mic for them? I want to bring this down to a practical level because we spiritualize everything. And, and many times, and the mic is over here, many times what we spiritualize, we reason away with our spirituality. 
We don't keep it tangible. We, we, and when it's spiritualized, it's just like a concept in the sky. You know. I, I agree God is a healer, but I'm yet to believe he is. I agree that God wants me to succeed, but I'm yet to believe that he wants me to succeed. See, because agreement doesn't take anything but just mental assent. But believing requires action. It's not believing until action has been attached to agreement. So you may say, I believe that God is my healer, but what are you doing to prove your belief? What steps are you taking to demonstrate your proof that he is your healer, that he is your provider, that he's your deliverer, that he's your protector, your sustainer? Where's the evidence in your life that you believe these things? So I'm going to ask our volunteers to write for me. You have a board, you have an eraser, you have a marker there. And if you'll write horizontally on that board, so that, uh, and you write big enough so the audience can see when I ask you to show them. But we're talking about abundance. We're talking about you're born rich, right? So let's just say you're going to project out in five years. Five years from today, how much money do you desire? In, in, in five years from now, how much money do you desire to have in your possession. Now, before you just drop a number, you're going to have to justify it. Okay? So, I know this is kind of quick and on the spot, but we, we, this, you, know, you, you can repractice this later and do it for real, real. But how much money do you, you say, in five years from today, I will have this amount of money within my possession. Think about that and write that down, and we're going to talk about that. I want you to write it down. Say with me, everybody, when I was born again, I was, born again, I was born, rich. I was born rich. All right, now, while they're doing that, let's talk about a very important aspect of being rich or wealthy. It's called the blessing. In Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22 in the NIV translation, it says, when the Lord blesses you with riches, you have nothing to regret. You have no regrets. Now, we know this scripture, that the blessing of the Lord, it, it maketh rich. And as no sorrow, the King James says. But when the Lord blesses you with riches, you have nothing to regret. There are no regrets with what the Lord gives to you. There are no regrets. Okay? There's no painful toil associated with what the Lord gives to you. So... What does it mean to you to be blessed? If I ask you, because I've asked them already, now I'm asking you, in one word, describe for me what it means to be blessed. In one word, 
What does it mean to be blessed? What are some of the words that you would come up with? Favored, empowered, abundant, love, peace, joy, happiness, huh? Family, wealth, hmm? fulfilled. All of these things are good descriptions for what it means to be blessed. But the blessing is an empowerment. Now, one of the things we've learned in past studies is that to be blessed is to be empowered to prosper. It's like somebody pushing you in your back towards your prosperity. To be empowered to prosper. And the opposite of that is curse. That's to be empowered to fail. That's like somebody's pushing in your back towards your failure. Okay? So, what does the blessing have to do with being rich or living in abundance? Well, it makes you rich. It makes you rich. Money don't make you rich. Let me say that again. Money don't make you rich. The blessing makes you rich. And the moment you think money makes you rich, you fall short of wealth. Because your trust is in the wrong place. Listen, he's, he's given us the secret. He's given us the key. He says, it's the blessing. It's the blessing. It is the blessing of God that prospers you. It is the blessing of God that makes you wealthy. Well, I don't want money. I want the blessing. If I get the blessing, I got money. Come on. Come on, say, I received the blessing. No, you're not receiving nothing. Say, I receive the blessing. That's what we need. That's what we have to have. It's the blessing of the Lord. And so when that blessing lays on you, it empowers you to receive everything God has planned from you from before the foundations of the world. I say that the blessing facilitates. The word facilitate means to make something easier or to bring something into existence. The blessing makes it easier. It makes it easier. It brings it into existence. You want the blessing. Everybody's going after money. Everybody's going after material, but they need the spiritual. The blessing is the means by which I am made rich and no toil, no struggle, no pain, no regret. No struggle, no toil, no pain, and no regret. And I really want you to understand this. Okay, this, okay. <sighs> Say, no struggle. Say no stress. We've been told that you have to struggle to make it. If you're going to make it, you got to struggle. 
Oh, you got to struggle. You got to strive. You got to struggle. Nope, not according to the Bible. No, you don't. Not according to Matthew 6.25. Write it down, read it later. No, you don't. Not according to Matthew 6.33. Write it down, read it later. No, you don't. Not according to Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Write it down, read it later. Read them in the Amplified Translation. No, no struggle, no stress. You don't have to have it. And people feel like if they don't struggle and if they don't stress, they don't deserve to be blessed. But the blessing is, has nothing to do with what you do to earn it. As a matter of fact, the more you try to earn it, the less you get it. Because the blessing comes from God, and God said, I have you not. I will not have you. I will not have you claim ownership of the blessing. The blessing is my hand upon you that makes you wealthy, that makes you healthy, that makes you wise. It's my mark on your life. It's the way I get the glory for what's going on in your life. Yeah, I struggle for everything I have. That's why you don't have anything. Even if you think you do. Compared to what God is planning and preparing to give to you. You have nothing. So, well, what we got here now? Let's start with our first volunteer. Introduce yourself to the people. Tell them your name and tell them how much money... He's going to hold the mic for you. Okay. You're going to hold up your board. Uh, my name is Harold Robinson, Jr., and $1 million is what I believe I will have in five years. All right, a $1 million. Come on, celebrate with the man. He's a millionaire. Amen. Okay, next. Uh, my name is Zachary Demas, and... Uh, I believe I'll have 500000 to a million dollars in five years. Awesome, awesome. Um, my name is Nakia Winston, and I know I will have 10 million times 20. 10 million times yeah. 20, okay. All right. Now, how much is 10 million times 20? 200 million? He said that's good. <laughs> Harold, what are you going to do with that million? Well, I, I want to build a gym. Okay. That's, that's one thing. Okay. And why do you want to build a gym? Uh, to help kids develop as basketball players. Okay. Awesome. You, you, Zach? Zach, what, what are you going to do with your, your $500,000 to a $1 million in five years? Um, I want to build a house and uh, put my family in it and uh, maybe open a business and uh, just be a blessing to others as well. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> what are you going to do with that zillion dollars? Well... First of all, this is not only going to be my money, it's going to be my family, that guy up there in the booth, and the guys back there, church family, everything, you know, I'm helping with everybody. That's, that's all I want to do. 
So yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting that the general theme for all of these three millionaires, billionaires, is that they're wanting so that they can help others. Yeah. 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 Isn't that interesting? And, and that is the key to operating in God's divine abundance. Is that it is not about you. It is about who you are assigned to. That's what it's about. Now, I use the analogy, and there's sort of a, uh, I think that's one of those, in, that might be like an infinity pool on the screen there. I don't know what that is, but it's like diving into that water. You cannot not get wet. In other words, if I am being a blessing, I got to be blessed. It's, it's, it's going to be entirely impossible for me to bless others if I myself am not experiencing the blessing. Do you understand that? See, this is what I think Jesus meant when he says, seek first the kingdom. I'm trying to tell you how to do this. If you will seek first the kingdom, all these things that he talked about up in verse 25 all the way down to 33, all these things will be added to you. They'll be added to you. You're struggling because you're pulling them to you. Oh, I got to have this. Oh, I got to pay for this. Oh, I got to go get this and I got to do that. He says, no, 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 no. Kingdom. Now, what does that mean? Kingdom means agenda. Who's God's? For who? Me and everyone around me. So what is God's agenda for me? What are you putting me here for? What is it that I'm supposed to release in the earth that he's deposited in me? Kingdom. What is the gift that he, that he gave me? Kingdom. How am I going to be a blessing to others? That's kingdom. He says, if you will focus on why I put you on the earth and what gifts, skills, and, and, and talents that I've given you to use as a measure to release to others. He says, you will not have to worry. Can we go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, verse 33 in the Message Bible translation? He says, you won't have to worry about you. You're going to get everything you want. He's going to get everything you desire, everything you want and desire. Look, he says, he says uh, steep your life. That means to saturate yourself in God's reality. In other words, saturate yourself in God's plan for you, God's initiatives, God's provisions. He said, don't worry about missing out on anything. Don't, you want a ranch, you know, somewhere, you'll get your ranch. You, you want to you be able to go on a va dream vacation, all that's going to happen. You want to uh, live in a mansion, you're going to get your mansion. You want to drive a, a Rolls Royce, if that's what you want, you'll get that. God ain't got no problems with that. He only has a problem with it when it has you. Okay? But he don't have a problem with you uh, enjoying nice things and, and, and dressing nice and driving nice and living nice. And after all, you are his child. And 
For more information and more extended teachings from Dr. Thomas, visit normanthomas.org.